new on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Good afternoon or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, joining me for the next hour to talk about whether the Boston Bruins should truly trade Jake DeBrusque or just leave him on the top line now. Our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Didn't read the run sheet, kind of blindsided by that question, but you know what? I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. He smashed last night. Yeah. Like, absolutely smashed. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It depends on the return. Because if you're going to get a Toffoli-like return, I say don't do it. But if you're going to get a good return, then I say au revoir, senor, Fuller. That feels like a bit of a slap in the face to Tyler Toffoli. That guy's averaging 32 goals per 82 games over his last three years. Like, he's pretty good. I'm not, I'm not slandering Toffoli. I'm slandering former Rangers GM Jeff Gorton for getting an <laughs> underwhelming return. Okay, 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 gotcha. Completely understood uh, <laughs> on that front. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Yahoo uh, Awesome Fantasy, uh, NHL Fantasy Strategy Show presented by Yahoo. They've been our sponsor all season long. They've been wonderful to us. If you're new here, if you haven't played uh, DFS over on Yahoo yet, we have a giveaway through Yahoo we can talk about a little bit later in the show before we get too much further uh see about 50 people in the chat if you guys could please throw us a thumbs up those likes uh really help us the subscriptions help us out even more those are what grow the channel and keep these shows coming across a lot of sports uh basically on a daily basis Uh, i think we're up to like four nba shows a day now um the more subscribers we get the more shows like that we can bring so keep those subscriptions coming all right josh Let's talk about last night real quick. Uh, I did not do well. Um, I had Washington and Los Angeles. That did not pay off uh, by any stretch. Boston absolutely laid a beat down on Los Angeles, 7-0. I kind of want to talk about that game first. Um, Boston is going to be on the slate a little bit later. We'll talk about that team. But Los Angeles have been playing exceptionally well basically since Christmas And, you know, Boston, another cup contender from a different conference, walks into town and just absolutely obliterates them. I don't know if we can really draw anything away from that. Like, Los Angeles seemed to me like one of the teams that have been coming on in the West over the last five or six weeks, and then all of a sudden this. Like, what did you make of that? Yeah, it was crazy. Because, like, the Kings were one of my biggest future bets preseason to make the playoffs. And they probably are going to make the playoffs. They're three to one to make the playoffs, which is weird pricing if you look at it division but anyway it just goes to show you like the elite teams in the east are better than the mid-range teams in the west like 
Boston Bruins just came in there and they just, I don't know. Like John Quinn, like the Kings have a goalie problem. I yeah, think that's, a, that's another thing too. I agree. Because Quick is, you know, he's older now. He's not the John Quick of 2014 when he beat the Rangers in the Stanley Cup Finals. And Cal Peterson had a good season last year. But whoo, baby, has he been bad this year. But regardless of that, like both the Kings' top lines got absolutely ran over last night, which is rare to see for the Kings' second line because they've just been running over any, everybody. And they just got, for lack of a better term, curb stomp last night. Yeah, they did. It was a real big beatdown. Uh, New Jersey um, also laid a, a pretty big beatdown on their own. Um, Toronto went into Washington and took a 5-3 win as well. We had some winners uh, in the chat. I saw Provius post uh, a good night on Yahoo's. I, I, I think uh, two lineups were posted. One had some first and second place finishes and some smaller <laughs> contests, and the other lineup had literally <laughs> negative points. And they posted, you know, the duality of man. And it's true. Like, that's the way uh, DFS goes. It's hard to pull off a negative on DraftKings uh, or FanDuel these days, but on Yahoo, you can uh, with the minus, uh, with the plus minus, certainly. Uh, but, you know, that's the way it goes. That's why uh, we do tend to play. Uh, well, you play one lineup. Uh, others tend to play a lot more. It's because, you know, it doesn't always go the way we think every single night. But congrats to you, Probius. And Jason Zyman, I think it was the uh, second in the 333, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, congrats to him as well. You had uh, a good night on the week, or a good afternoon, I should say, on the weekend on Saturday. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> normally, I don't play early or late slates. But then I was looking at the, I like, about an hour before our shows, I always like go into YouTube and I'll click the like button. So it's in my like video. So I don't have to go searching for it. And I saw it was billed as a live before locks. So I was like, all right, I guess we're doing the early slate. So I, I registered for a couple of contests in the eight, made a swap on air while we're, you know, the, the uh, Caps goalie situation was quite a scene. And so I ended up switching to Carter Hart and I left TJ Oshie in there and he scored the only caps goal against Hart, and I had a Florida six-man stack. It wasn't a Josh stack. A true Josh stack would have the goalie with them. <laughs> Big difference. Um, but I ended up winning everything I entered, which was hilarious. I even tweeted the Osmo Hall of Fame, and they retweeted me. I don't know if they saw the contest size or not, but I think I snuck myself in there. Yeah, Josh <laughs> has been uh, champing at the bit all season long to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, finally pulled it off on Saturday uh, on the early slate. Had a real awesome afternoon. Congrats to you. That was uh, that was fun to see. Uh, but we do have nine games we have to talk about here tonight. Um, just real quick before we get to those games, we do have free premium tools and data up on the site. We have our NBA and NHL player rankings up on the site today, as well as our PGA top golfers uh, for the tournament this week. Uh, we have a podcast giveaway as well. Just head on over to the Osmo podcast channel below and give us a five-star review uh, while leaving your Twitter handle or Osmo subscriber username, and you can be entered to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, we've also, as I mentioned earlier, we're up to, I think, four NBA shows a day now. The newest show is the NBA props betting show called Locks Before Lock. Um, it's every, I believe it's every weekday, uh, 30 minutes before the deeper dive over on our Odd Shopper YouTube channel. So head on over to the Odd, Odd Shopper YouTube channel for Locks Before Lock, uh, before the deeper dive for anybody out there interested in some NBA prop bets directly from our experts. All right, we got nine games we got to talk about. Let's get to this first game here, Josh. We've got, we have Ottawa 
With a 2.2 implied goal total, they're going into Tampa Bay. The Bolts have a 3.7 implied goal total. Um, pretty significant change on the weekend to the Senators lineup. Colin White uh, was back for them. He got injured in the preseason, hasn't played at all this year. That was his first game. He's back for Ottawa. He's on the top line with Brady Kachuk. Um, second line, Alex Formanton, Tim Stutzla, Adam Gaudet. Uh, on the Tampa Bay side, uh, Anthony Sorelli, obviously up on the line with Steven Stamkos and Alex Kalorn. Um, everything else looks about the same. Matt Murray confirmed for Ottawa. Um, I'm looking at some of the ownership percentages, and it doesn't seem like uh, very high ownership on Tampa Bay here tonight. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I don't know, because in that price range, there's, you know, Colorado one, Carolina one's more expensive than you have, like, the McDavid's in there. Like there's not truly many. The only the only line over 20,000 today on DraftKings is Carolina one. They're almost 23K, which is bananas, and we'll get to later. So I think a lot of people are going to go for some mid-range builds here because there's a lot of playable lines from like 14 to 17K tonight. So I don't know. I think paying up for Tampa is an interesting play. It's one that I'm probably going to mess around with in my bills I haven't built yet. Um, I like Tampa power play here. Point Kucherov, they're coming in, those two coming in around 8 9%, which feels low. Like, I feel like it's going to come up. But then you look down at the second line, like Stamkos is 6,300. It's hard not to add him in. It's like, yeah, the, the line goes up to over like 21K with that, but like that's reasonable for Tampa Bay in this spot, 3.7 against the Senators who did this to their lines. Like their lines are an absolute mess. You want to leave off Palat adding Kalorn if you can't get the Stamkos, that's also fine. Palat is more expensive than Kalorn, but Kalorn gets the top power play time. So I think at the ownership, I'm, I'm very interested in Tampa Bay here. You can go Tampa 1 if you want. You can go Tampa 2 if you want. I think they're both in really good matchups. But for me, I'm going to concentrate on the power play. I know Matt Murray has been pretty good recently, but Chabot should be back, which will should help them. But I, I just I just still think this is Tampa uh, Tampa night. And if you like the power play, you like the power play. You like one, you like one, you like two, you like two. But for me, I'm going to go Tampa power play, then Tampa one, then Tampa two. On the Senators side, I'm just not sure there's a line that I would want a full stack. And on top of that, it's a 2.2 total on the road, which is minuscule. You look at like, oh, Adam Gaudet's 2,600 on the top power play. But like the Lightning, like the Lightning power play isn't, or penalty kill isn't great, but it's not awful. On top of that, Gaudet, Gaudet played nine minutes last game, 10 before that. Now you have 6,900 Brady Kachuk, but he's playing with Colin White, who's in his second game all season, Zach Sanford, who's not on the top power play. Second line, like, yeah, Stutzel and Gaudet makes some sense, but, like, it's not a great matchup. Gaudet barely played nine minutes. Stutzel, uh, I don't know. Like, I just, Tyler Ennis on the top power, he bet he, his minutes are concerned. Like, there just isn't anything that, like, concrete that I'd be like, yeah, I feel good about these guys getting some power play time and getting, you know, 15 to 17 minutes. It's just, it's just not there. So I'm probably out on the Senators tonight. Yeah, I will say – I'm 20 maxing here tonight. I don't think I'm going to have anything, not, not a stack from Ottawa. I agree with you on Colin White. 
Um, it's a second game back through the entire season, and they're going into the teeth of Tampa Bay 1 or even Tampa Bay 2. Like, that line has been better now with Anthony Sorelli there, better defensively anyway. So, um, that I definitely wouldn't go to the top line. The second line with Formington and Stutzler, like, Formington and Stutzler haven't been bad together. It's just – it's not – obviously, it's a really bad matchup, and I find, like, there are other spots I would rather go to at a similar price that doesn't have a terrible projection like these guys do. So I like no problem really going to Ottawa too. Thomas Shabbat coming back will probably help them way more offensively than it will defensively. I don't think it changes much defensively, honestly. It's just, it'll help them move the puck a lot better. Um, and that's why I think, you know, maybe the second line could get there, but for me, it's just Tampa and it's the Tampa top line for me, like Steven Stamkos. I wrote about him in a power plays article, free to read up on awesome.com. It's just his price. Like you said, 6,300 top power play, uh, going up, uh, against, you know, not a, a terrible penalty kill, but certainly not a good one, uh, in Ottawa. And they do take their fair share of penalties as well. So, you know, if you do want to slide into Stamkos, that's fine. Um, but I do think just, you know, straight stacking the top line is fine as well. So Tampa one, Tampa power play on the blue line. Like if you want to, if you wanted, I don't think there's a uh, Ottawa defenseman I'd really use. Cause it's not like Tampa's a, a high, high shot volume team. They typically wait for their chances. So I don't know if I'd really do anything here besides like correlate on the Tampa side. What do you think? Yeah. I don't think there's anything on the Ottawa side. Like maybe if you're looking for a little bit of offensive upside, you could play Jake's boy, Nick Holden at min price, but I don't know. I feel like there's better options at min price tonight. Yeah. Um, so Hedman for me, for sure on Tampa, if not Ryan McDonough, I think that's really about it. Yeah. Uh, no problem with that. Um, let's get to this next game then Edmonton 3.6 implied goal total going into Philly. The Flyers have a 2.9 implied goal total this Philly team has gotten better as the year went has gone on like I you know I know we like to slander Mike Yo a little bit here and you know the offense definitely has some work to do but the defensively this isn't a tire fire team anymore at yes. least not at five on five AV on was the, AV is a terrible defensive coach, so. <laughs> yes thank you on the penalty kill it's a different story the Flyers PK still hasn't been great or even good um, closer to the bottom five, but at least at five on five, they have been better over the last six weeks. Um, but it's still Edmonton and Edmonton go is going 11, seven, which like they have a couple injuries and in Ryan Nugent Hopkins and yes, he pulled as it is. If they're going 11, seven with those injuries, that tells me Connor McDavid is playing like 23 minutes. Leon Dreisaitl is playing like 22 minutes. Evander Kane's playing 22 minutes. Um, man, Kyler Yamamoto might even get up in the high teens. Like who knows? Um, I, it's not that I think it's a, a, a great matchup, uh, for Edmonton, but I do see a good power play matchup and lots of ice time. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, that's top line for Philly with Faraby actually has been pretty good on both ends of the ice. So, I mean, it's not the best five on five matchup, but if they're, if the Oilers are going to go 11, seven, you know, McDavid and Dryson are taking shifts together. Like it's going to happen. It's going to happen often. So I'm going to sound like a broken record, but what do you do? You, you power play stack the Oilers. <laughs> this is just what it's going to be. Like, if you if you can't, like, get up to the big boys and you want to include Fogel or Yamamoto, there's a good chance that McDavid and Drysaddle are going to get some power play two time with them anyway. It's kind of like the Ovechkin situation. They're going to play most of the two minutes. So you can include Fogel 
if you if you need the salary, you can include Yamamoto if you need the salary. But for me, the four guys I'm concentrating on are McDavid, Hyman, Kane, Dreisaitl. You want to put in all four, that's fine. You want to put three of the four. As long as you have at least one of McDavid or Dreisaitl, you mix and match around them. Go about your day if you're in on Edmonton. And, you know, that's what you do. Or that's what I do. You don't have to do that. But that's what I'm recommending. On the flyer side, um, with the Oilers going 11-7, I think that benefits the top line. Because Focal McDavid Hyman is a pretty good defensive iteration of the McDavid line. But if, if they're going to throw together like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto for a couple shifts, that might get pretty high event. I don't know if I'm going to get to the Flyers' top line in one to three. But they have a fairly sizable total for going up against a team that has a massive total. So they're fully correlated. They're not overly expensive. Their ownership's around 4%, which is fine. This line has been pretty good. Edmonton has issues defensively and in net. So I think if I was 20 maxing, even getting two of 20 flyers one here, you're going to double the field. I, you know, I think there's going to be goal score in this game. If I was a betting man, I am. I'd probably bet the over. So I'm in on, you know, flyers one. They might even, like, if I, I make one line. If I was making three, they might even be in consideration in that third. Like, this is a good line. It's possible to have good lines on bad teams. Dallas one, for example. <laughs> So I'm fine with that. You want to go to the second line? I wish they had better power play correlation, but I do like Travis connecting. I do like Lindblom. Lawton surprisingly has been decent, but for me, it's going to be Flyers one if I'm going to go to Flyers. Yeah, I'm not going to cover much on the Edmonton side. I agree with you. Like there are those core four players that you really have to kind of build around McDavid, Hyman, Kane, Dreisaitl, because I think this is a better power play matchup for them than it is five on five. So focus on those four guys. If you end up with a Yamamoto on there or Fogel on there, you know, in one of your lineups, that's fine. But it's those four guys that I would absolutely focus on. Um, Vander Kane was uh, in the power plays article again, up at Osmo.com free for everybody uh, to read. So that's where I am on the Edmonton side, on the flyer side. I kind of agree with you on the top line. They're projecting very well for us, like coming in um, over 30 points, uh, as a top line uh, projected stack, like that's not far off what we have for Columbus and Columbus or Columbus's top line and Columbus's top line uh, has a much higher implied goal total. Like it seems like we're expecting goals to probably come from this Flyers top six, most likely the top line if they score here tonight. So I agree with you. The top line um, in their sample uh, here together, 54% of the shot share, 55% of the scoring chances. They've been good. Um, and maybe they get, uh, you know, outsized ice time because McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to skate so much. So I agree with you on Flyers 1. I'm going to probably try to use them as kind of a fillery-type lineup, um, but I really like the Edmonton power play in this game. On the blue line, um, with seven defensemen on the Oilers' side, like there's no one guy I'd really go to. Like I think Darnell Nurse might be a good bet to play 24 or 25 minutes because he usually does, I don't know if anybody else gets over 20. So I think it might be nurse or bust, even if I'm going heavy on the power play uh, for me on the Edmonton side, on the flyer side, like maybe Justin Braun for some shot blocks, but that's about it. What do you think? Yeah, there's Keith Yandel and overpriced Keith Yandel and Tyson Barry in the same game. So like, if you want to correlate Barry for the power play, that's fine. It wouldn't shock me if he played 14 minutes tonight, though. So buyer beware. 
Yandel at 2,800, like even on the top power play, he's like Chris Wyman at this point. So, yeah, I agree. It's either Nurse or Braun. All right, let's get to this next game. That The Columbus game, in fact. Columbus has a three-and-a-half implied goal total. They're at home to the New Jersey Devils. The Devils have a 3.1 implied goal total. Uh, this is a back-to-back for New Jersey. They played last night, put up six goals, seven goals, seven. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Elvis Merzlikens expected to start for Columbus, making his return after a couple weeks off. Like, I don't know why they don't just stick with Barube. <laughs> like, for, like, honestly. Merzlikens um, started on over the weekend, too. Oh, okay. Oh, he I'm lost just... to Pittsburgh. He lost to Pittsburgh, but he, saved, he had 40 saves, 40-plus saves. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That completely slipped my mind. All right. Uh, Merzlikens in net uh, against New Jersey. New Jersey on the road. Uh, Adam Bockvist and Zach Wierenski both out for Columbus. That takes their two best puck movers out of the lineup. I see a three and a half total for a team. I get it. It's New Jersey, not great defensively, back-to-back, uh, goaltending issues and all that. Columbus is straight up missing their two best puck movers. What do you think about this one? Yeah, that scares me. <laughs> if Wierenski and Bockvist were in, I'd have interest in that second line. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. I, I just have a problem playing, like, I don't have a problem playing general line, but if they're going to go into a good line, like they would with Hughes, there's I don't I just, I just don't know if they're going to control the play offensively. So like I, I kind of like like I'm high on Jack Rosovic, probably higher than most people should be. But I like him with Bjorkstrand, and he would he would they'd be going into Hesher Brad Zaka, which have been a pretty good line. But um, I don't know without the puck move like without the puck moving defenseman, like who's going to get. <laughs> like who's getting the the puck out of the zone? Dean, Dean the mean Kukin, Gabriel Carlson, like peaking Gavrikov, box shots. Like I I don't know. It gives me great pause despite the three point five total going to Columbus. Columbus having a three point five total as it is is alarming. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like I don't know. If you want to go Janet Line, fine. It is back to back on the road for the Devils. It is going to be John Gillies. So, like, getting to some jackets here does make some sense, but I do worry about the uh, the lack of puck moon defensemen. On the devil side, um, 
I'm fine with the Hughes line. I'm also fine with the Heischer line. I just, you know, on this big of a slate, back to back on the road. I don't know. Like it's a big total, three point one. I just don't know if I'm going to get there in one to three. They definitely be in my mix in twenty max though. Um, the Columbus top line will probably be going into the Jack Hughes line, and you know that Hughes line has a pretty small sample. But him and Mercer, and well, especially Sharon Govich, uh, Hughes and Sharon Govich do have a long sample, of typically playing well together. But Hughes and Mercer uh, seem to have played well, but they're a little bit underwater by scoring chance share. Um, but Columbus's top line is well underwater by scoring chance shares. So like, it's not like it's a great matchup for either side there. Uh, and then it's the second line. His year, Zaka and Brad has been really, really good for New Jersey. 58% of the shot share, 58% of the scoring chances, creating over 41 scoring chances per 60 minutes of five on five, like just excellent numbers. Um, on the flip side, the Columbus second line hasn't really been great. I don't like stacking teams back to back on the road. Like there are numbers that show um, typically they score less and allow more in that particular situation. But, you know, it's a fairly young team. Columbus isn't very good as it is, and they're missing a couple of the better defensemen. I think it's the Hisher, Zaka, Brat line that I kind of like here more going against the depth from Columbus. But I think either of the top two lines are fine, honestly. On the blue line, uh, I wrote about Dougie Hamilton in the Power Plays article. He only played 19 minutes last night, and that's a bit concerning. Like, you'd expect him to lose ice time because he lost his top power play role anyway. But 19 minutes, like, maybe it's because it was a blowout. Um, That kind of could have been it. But, you know, I'd like to see him even at 21 or 22 uh, for his peripherals. But we know what he can do. That's why he's listed uh, in my article at 5,800 on DraftKings. Don't mind him. I don't know what you want to do with the Columbus side because even their shot blocking D guys like Peek and Gavrikov are starting to get a little bit expensive. What do you think? Yeah, mid or high threes for them is is a bit pricey, but like with these injuries, I still would imagine they may hit mid twenties. It's just imagine it's just a matter of if New Jersey's gonna create like they did last night. If they do, they're gonna be busy locking shots. So I think in that mid-range, it's fine. I agree with Dougie. Um Jonas Siegenthaler, min price is fine. It's probably about it. Yeah, not a whole lot uh, for me uh, for defensemen in that game besides Hamilton in some GPPs. Um, get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, top stacks, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Please note that Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added on to these packages at checkout, but it is not included in our base packages. However, it is a very valuable addition to your DFS arsenal for anyone looking to multi-enter contests. So stop guessing, start winning, and join Osmo Plus today. All right, let's get to this next game. Uh, We have Carolina with a 3.6 implied goal total. They're going into Detroit. The Red Wings have a 2.4 implied goal total. Um, Yeah, Carolina has a big total, but they're on the road, and they are really starting to get expensive. Uh, whether you're playing on DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, on the Detroit side, it looks like Vlad Nemestikov back in the lineup to the top line uh, for Detroit. <sighs> Jacob Vrana, I don't suspect he's going to play, but he has been practicing at times on the third line in practice for them. 
I, I think you'll see like a full practice, et cetera, et cetera, before he's actually back. Just something to keep an eye on uh, for warmups. Uh, Carolina going into Detroit. What do you think here, Josh? Yeah, so we got down here in the lineup builder. I, I'm noticing the Hurricanes are having the Sebastian Ajo issue because the other Ajo is on this slate and there's a three next. So, like, yeah, the, the ownership is going to be a bit wonky until they get that fixed. I messaged our boss, Mr. Jake Harry, Mr. Jake Goodhair Harry. Uh, he's gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to get that fixed as soon as possible. Thanks, Jake. Um, so we don't have proper ownership there. I would imagine, like, because right now we have two 2%, which is way too low. Despite them being 22-7, I still think there's going to be pretty fair ownership on them because there's so many value lines tonight that are playable that I, f- I feel like they're going to be around double digits. I could be way wrong. I could be way off, off base, but we'll have to wait and see. With these new Detroit lines, I'm not really sure how they're going to match. I would assume Pia Suter is going to go out against Ajo. Would probably be my guess. They've if, been doing if, that a lot more yeah. lately. That second yeah. line matching. I don't know why, but it seems like that's something they're going to potentially do here tonight. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that is the best Detroit line. It's still not great. Their numbers have fallen off, but I still favor Carolina one here. Um, if you have a line in like the 12 to 15K range that fits with Carolina one, you can like play Carolina one. It's a great spot. You know, I, I tend to worry a little bit like about price because like normally on a slate when you have a line almost 23K, you're like forced to use a third line potentially. And I don't like using expensive Carolina because I feel like they're better when they're around 18 K. But on this slate, like I don't think it's a huge deal because you have lines like Vegas two that are 12, 12, nine, you have, you know, Tampa two, 14, five, like there's plenty of lines in the 12 to 14 K that fit with them comfortably where you're not dumping down to like, rangers four and playing a guy you've never heard of you know what i mean so like while 22 7 seems extreme for them and yeah they're gonna have to do some scoring to pay off at that price you can fit a top six line with them comfortably tonight so price isn't an issue if you have a lineup that you like it's not like 25k colorado one where you have to like you know punt your defenseman punt your goalie punt your second line just to get everyone in so perfectly fine with Carolina one tonight, despite the heavy price tag. Um, you want to go down to the second line, like J- Jordan Martin hook being there doesn't do too much for me. Um, I don't know. I think I just, you know, go Carolina one or dump down to that third line. Nito Niederreier has been doing some good stuff recently. Jordan Stahl. Um, I'm not a Jordan Stahl guy, but 3,200 with Nito Niederreiter lets you get in some power play stuff against a pretty weak Detroit team. On the wing side, I don't like that Nemeskov's on the top line. It really bothers me. Um, so for me, it would probably be Detroit too. And it's actually like okay. It's an okay matchup offensively because the Carolina top line creates a bunch, but ooh, baby, do they give it up as well. So if you know, I'm going to go to Detroit, it would be Detroit too. I just like their numbers have kind of fallen off and it would probably just be like a filler in 20 max for me. I don't think I'm going to get to anything from the wing side in one to three. Yeah. It's... Here's the thing. 
Carolina one is like these guys aren't playing 21 minutes night. That's also that's what kind of bothers me here. Andre's yeah, Andre Svechnikov is gonna play 17 to 18 minutes. Tara Vinan's probably gonna be like 18 to 19, and Sebastian Ajo is gonna be somewhere like 19 to 20. Like it's not it's not terrible. Like you're not skating 14 minutes, but like I'd if I'm paying 7,600 for Svechnikov, I'd like to get more than 17 minutes out of him. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's just kind of the only thing that's holding me away like big time from Carolina here is that it one, they're expensive Two, I don't know if they're going to get a ton of ice time, but at the same time and at the same time, sorry, if the does get that top line matchup, it's, you know, it's not a tough matchup, but it is tougher than the second one. So like, I, I don't like, I'm not saying I'm fading Carolina here tonight. That's, you know, that's absolute crazy talk, but, I like, I think you're going to have to get a, a little bit more creative with your stack. Like maybe add in Slavin, uh, take out Aho, put in Trocek for a power play stack, something like that. It, like it is, they do worry me a little bit just because of, of the ice time here. And I see in chat, um, the Aho line has an, uh, has a high expected goals against. Yes, they do. What I will say is that it started to come down through this. It's been coming down through the season and they're only allowing 25 scoring chances against per 60 minutes over their last 60 minutes, which is like well below average. So like, I'm not super concerned about them being a bad defensive line. I think that they'll trade some shots, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were like, like three months ago or whatever. I do like Carolina one here. I just think I, I might get a bit more tricky with my uh, roster construction, like I said, with a Slavin or, an, or a Trocek or something like that. On the Detroit side, uh, just not a lot I like, honestly. Um, I think the second line is probably uh, in the best matchup. Um, you know, put uh, Bertuzzi with Fabry. Hope they go out uh, against that top line here from Carolina um, because that second line has been tough defensively at times. Um, especially with Seth, Seth Jarvis off that line. So uh, Carolina one, definitely for me, maybe some Detroit two. Uh, I'm not going to X them out per se. If they get in my lineups organically, um, then I'll put them in, but I'm not really that high uh, on Detroit at all here tonight uh, on the blue line. Obviously I like Slavin. Uh, if you're playing some power play time uh, or if you're playing some power play stack, sorry from Carolina, cause you get some power play time. On the Detroit side, I don't really know if there's anything there I like. <laughs> they have four defensemen that are mid-priced, and I still don't know if there's anything there I like. What do you think? Yeah, the Slavin for me, if you want to, you know, it's not even punting anymore. Brett Pesci is 4,300. You know, if you're in that mid-range, he's kind of in no-man's land like Jake Muzzin was all last year. I think he's fine. I just worry about how much Detroit is actually going to create, but he's fine. Nothing on the Detroit side for me. Yeah. Man, it would be nice to start using Philipronic again. Um, all right. Let's get to this next game. Calgary, 3.1 implied goal total going into Minnesota. The Wild also have a 3.1 implied goal total. Uh, these two teams played on the weekend, and we got 10 goals out of them. Uh, Calgary won 7-3 at home. Not a good night for me starting Camp Talbot, I'll tell you that much. Cam uh, Talbot looks like he's starting again tonight here. Uh, for Minnesota, uh, I wrote up the Minnesota second line as a stack in the Power Plays article. I also wrote up Joel Eriksson-Eck because his price has come down considerably from earlier in the season, and he gets a lot more ice time at home. Well, not a lot more, but about a minute and a half more at home than he does on the road. 
Um, I think there's a lot to play on both sides, though, here, Josh. What do you think? Yeah. The first thing you notice is how low Calgary ownership is right now. I think it's just because, like, oh, you know, they're going to go into the Joe Eric's Neck matchup. But without Greenway there, the, it's a completely different line. Like, Eric Snack and Felino, very good defensively, but, like, Brandon Duhame is not Greenway. So that line becomes way more high event, like, way more susceptible to giving up chances here. And, and Calgary 1 is, is very, very, very good line. I think from a – if you want to get contrarian tonight, Calgary 1 makes a very good play in GPPs. Uh, you want to go to that second line. I think that is perfectly fine as well. They're going to, I think they're what they're going to get the top line, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to get the top line, which, you know, can be had. Their numbers have kind of fallen off. And you saw it that Minnesota's starting to panic. They, they swapped Hartman and Eric Snack for a game, and that didn't work. They just got ran over because Eric Snack without his, his wingers is, is a scene in itself. So I think you can go to the, that second line here as a filler. They're coming in around 1% as well. Perfectly fine. Um, you want to one-off to Foley for some more power play. Minnesota Wild have a poor penalty kill, and I think that's another reason to stack Calgary 1 on top of it being a better matchup. So, yeah. Min on Calgary 1, Calgary power play. On the Wild side, I agree with you. I think it is the second line. They're going to get the bottom six matchups for the Flames. And the fiala Gaudreau boldy line has been very, very good. And, you know, they're coming in 2.5%. I think they make for a very nice filler. I, I know, like, you don't really want to go into Calgary. It's, it's not ideal. But if you are, you're going to go into Lucic Monaghan to Foley. Just it is what it is, or you know the fourth line, and I think you know if Fiala, Gaudreau, Boldy get those third and fourth line matchups consistently tonight, I think they can get on the score sheet. Yeah, the only thing that worries me here about the Minnesota and their line matching is no Jordan Greenway on that line with Erickson Eck and Felino. Like we have seen them kind of change up their matching a bit when that when Marcus Felino was injured earlier in the season. I don't know if they do that with Greenway missing. I guess we'll see what happens. I know that 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 line is not as good without like it's greater than the sum of the parts. It's one of those types of lines. Um, they need all three players there. So that's another reason why I kind of like Calgary one here tonight is like this shutdown line is not the shutdown line that they would normally get going into Minnesota. It's a weakened version of the shutdown line. In fact, this uh, Erickson Eck and Felino without Greenway on their line this year are basically league average defensively. It's like 2.25 expected goals against for 60 minutes. It's nothing special at all. So uh, yeah, where Calgary's coming in one, two, three percent. Uh, yeah. One of the best lines in hockey this year is coming in at one and two percent. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely have some Calgary tonight here in my 20 max. There's some Calgary one, I mean, because uh, you're right. Not, not only is like the Minnesota penalty kill, like it's not awful, but it's not good. And they're taking the, they have the fifth most time shorthanded in the NHL over the last six weeks. So yeah, absolutely. Calgary one uh, for me on the flame side, Minnesota. I'll, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't call them Minnesota too. I, it's the Boldy, Gojo, uh, Fiala line, whatever you guys want to call that line. Uh, they've been very, very good this year. Like I, like I said, I wrote about them in the power plays article. It's up on Osmo.com for everybody to read. Uh, but they're controlling 56% of the scoring chances in their last 100 minutes of ice time, generating nearly 35 scoring chances per 60 minutes. Just very, very good offensively. So, 
Minnesota two, Calgary one. That's where I am in this game. I think Joel Erickson actually kind of makes a decent one-off because, like I said, he'll probably play 19 to 20 minutes at 4,200 or whatever he is on DK. I think he's a lot more expensive on FanDuel. Anyways, um, on the blue line, there really isn't a whole lot. Um, I shouldn't say there isn't a whole lot. There are players that are interesting to me, but it's weird that the Calgary defensemen are con- like kind of being priced up. Like Noah Hannafin in the 4Ks, He's been there at times, but not all the time. Uh, Shillington pretty much seems like he never moves from 3,600. Chris Tanev all the way up to 3,400. I don't know what you want to do with Calgary defensemen. On the Minnesota side, if I was playing Minnesota 1, I'd probably just stack with Spurgeon. Uh, If I wasn't, like, I think you can uh, dump all the way down to, like, a John Merrill or just not play defenseman. What do you think? Yeah. Defensemen in this game are weird. Like, I like Tanev. At 3,400, he needs to get a bonus. He doesn't hit the score sheet very often. Erica Branson, if you really need a punt, he's been active recently. Shillington at 3,600, I'd probably play him over Anderson or Hannafin, but I, I'm not excited about it. So probably not too much on either side. Like, if you want to correlate Spurgeon, that's fine. Otherwise, I might dump down to Kulikov or Merrill. But again, doesn't feel great. Yeah, no, not a lot <laughs> of great defense options in that game. Uh as I mentioned earlier, Yahoo Fantasy, they are our sponsor, have been all season, and we have partnered with them for this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play, that's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at Osmo.com. We'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below. And that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $2,000 NHL baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right. Uh, Very important game coming up considering our ownership rates. Montreal, 2.4 implied goal total going into Winnipeg. Winnipeg has a 3.6 implied goal total. Um, if you're an Osmo subscriber, <laughs> you might want to look at the ownership rates for Winnipeg 1 and 2 because this is a nine-game slate. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we have half the field with either Winnipeg 1 or Winnipeg 2 as a stack in the lineup. 25.7% for Winnipeg 1. 24.2 ownership percent for Winnipeg too. Josh, are they going to do it to us again? I've been consulting my, my flow chart <laughs> all day. 
Is Winnipeg playing? Yes. Are they in a good matchup? Yes. Do you play them? No. Um, listen. <sighs> like Winnipeg, Winnipeg one's going to go out against bottom six matchups. Like Marty St. Louis has been using Rempit like Jake Evans as the shutdown line, but that line is so bad. <laughs> I just I don't know if I can just get behind playing dusty old Mark Shifley and Wheeler at 26%. Like even Paul Stazzy's coming at 25%. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting a little sneaky here. It's gonna go to Kyle Connor, Pierlock Dubois. Higher ownership? What? They're probably gonna get like they might see a, a pretty good amount of Suzuki. Although with cop back, they might send out the third line against. Top That's top. what I was thinking. And, and that third line for Winnipeg had been getting some shutdown minutes when Andrew Cop was there, yeah. not when he was injured. Maybe they'll get some more when he's back. Yeah, I mean, so like, whew. like if I if, if you said if you trap me in like a whatever you trap me and you said you have to put Winnipeg in your lineup, I'm gonna put Connor Kyle Connor Pierre Lock Dubois. They've just been better together. Like Stasny, Shifu, Wheeler, underwater, five on five. They just always get there on the power play and in the empty net. Like, Imagine I, thinking that line being underwater means anything. God yeah, all Yeah. It means nothing. According <laughs> yeah. to that, you know, that who that that Canadian bet guy, <laughs> the analytics. <laughs> oh, the, oh, Winnipeg. Like, I cannot consciously put Shifu and Wheeler into my one lineup and expect them to to get there on the PowerPoint empty net. That's not something you can rely on. It just always happens. So for me, I'm going to, like, if I had to play Winnipeg, it would be Kyle Connor Dubois. Now, if you want a full PowerPoint stack, that's fine. Montreal Canadian penalty kill, not good. So, yeah, if you want to include Shifu and Wheeler on a PowerPoint stack, God bless you. So, like, if I had to play a full line, it would be Connor Dubois, Svechnikov. Like, Svechnikov's min price, he's been good there since he's got moved up there so i think you include him if you're playing winnipeg two you get the three for a little bit lower ownership and you go about your day if you want to play winnipeg one because you disagree with this with the flow chart play winnipeg one when they get there you know just shoot me you know some hate mail on twitter and we'll we'll discuss it like scholars <laughs> so like i'm out on winnipeg one i'm fine with the power play stack it's just the ownership thing, right? It's a great matchup, but the ownership is just bananas. The ownership's bananas on Winnipeg 2-2. Two, two. Winnipeg 2-2. Two, two. But, like, I think he includes Svechnikov. People are going to leave him off and then include Wheeler or something like that, or include, like, the D-man. I think he includes Svechnikov at mid-price. Hope he hits the score sheet and you go about your day. On the, on the uh, Montreal side, if they do send out that cop line, I do have some interest in that in that Montreal top line. They're fully correlated. They're coming in around one and a half, two percent. That line plays big minutes since Mario St. Louis has taken over. They have pretty decent numbers. Suzuki's been shooting more. Caulfield's shooting percentage is, you know, coming back to where it should be. So I think there's some merit, despite the 2.4 total, to going back to Montreal one here. Winnipeg's penalty kill, you know, it's better. They still take a bunch of penalties. So I think including like a Hoffman or a Gallagher with Caulfield Suzuki makes some sense too if you want to leave Anderson off. Yeah, it's Montreal too that actually caught my eye here. The Gallagher Dolphin Mike Hoffman line has been pretty good since they got put together. Uh 55% of the shot share generating 60 shot attempts per 60 minutes. Like that's 
perfectly just fine. 3.3 expected goals, four per 60 as well. The problem is, is like they've been home uh, a fair bit before this little recent road trips and at home, like they're getting third and fourth line matchups um, here. They're going to get, you know, I guess they're still getting a third line matchup. Like they're still going to get Lowry and cop probably, or a fair bit of them anyway, like Brendan Gallagher, his shot rate and um, shot quality numbers since Martin St. Louis took over quite literally amongst the best in hockey, <laughs> like at five on five, I should say. So like Gallagher one off Hoffman one off just a duo of the two of them for under seven K on DraftKings, um, both on top power play, I think is just fine. I do like what uh, a, a little two man, uh, Winnipeg two stack or Montreal two stack here on the Winnipeg side. Listen, oh God, both top lines are ostensibly in a good spot. Montreal has been better offensively. They just haven't gotten that much better defensively and penalty kills still not great either. There are reasons to play Winnipeg here. One is the price. Two is the matchup. Um, three, they're at home. It's just the it's just an ownership thing. That's it. Like if half the field is going to have uh, some sort of Winnipeg stack, I'd rather play Sam Montembeau in tournaments. Like that's just kind of the way I feel. So, like if you want to play Winnipeg, go ahead. They're in a uh, they're in a great spot. I wrote up Evgeny Sveshnikov in the Power Plays article for that reason. It's not that they're in a bad spot or or, or anything like that. It's just simply ownership. That's all. So, um, I think I'd be more inclined to play the Montreal goalie in tournaments. Uh, than the Winnipeg top six. But if, you know, people want to play that Winnipeg top six, Winnipeg power play, whatever, no arguments for me. Uh, on the blue line, there's nobody I want to play in this game other than maybe Dylan DeMello. Uh, who you got? Yeah, at first I saw Nate Schmidt, 2,800, and I thought that was a wild mispricing. But then I went into his game logs. He's been playing like 14, 15 minutes a night. Okay. That's, I'm out on that. So, like, yeah, Dylan DeMello, Brandon Dylan, two guys I play from Winnipeg. Um, Brett Kulak in price, okay. Petrie, forty two hundred, okay. Like, I'd rather just look elsewhere. Yeah, I agree with that. And try um, to convince you to play Jeff Petrie this year. Uh, I see <laughs> a super chat from Wolf Girl. Thank you very much for the twenty dollars super chat. Uh, it's very generous. Just wanted to say thanks for doing so awesome, guys. Had a great night on DK on Saturday. Buy some bang and hair care goodies. Yeah, did have a good night on Saturday. She had a good night on Friday as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like pretty good month of February, all told. Uh, it seems like she was posting a screenshot like every other day uh, in our Discord. So thank you very much uh, for uh, your super chat and congrats on all the hard work and success that you've had so far this year. Let's hope uh, we can keep this up over the next two months. I need some hair care goodies. <laughs> <laughs> New York Islanders 2.2 implied goal total going into Colorado. The Avs have a 3.8 implied goal total. Uh, no Matt Barzal here uh, for the Islanders. Brock Nelson still going to be up on the top line. Been lots of talk in our Discord about this game, Josh. Why don't you just tell us your opinion? Yeah, I like Colorado 1. There's a shocker. Um, I mean, listen, here's the thing. Islanders don't take many penalties. Colorado is two for the last 30 on the power play. A couple nights ago, Colorado got there at five on five. Like they just ran through Winnipeg at five on five. That can certainly happen here tonight. You don't have to play Colorado for the power play. This is not a good power play matchup. It's just not. So I don't think you need to leave Burkowski off and add in Landeskog or add in Kadri, this and that. I think you just flat-out stack Colorado 1 or you flat-out stack Colorado 2 here tonight. I don't think you have to get 
tricky. I don't think you need a power play stack. I think it was Corsi who dropped in the stat. In the last 17 games, the Islanders have taken two or less penalties in 16 of them, which is just an insane stat. Like, they just don't take – of course, now they're going to take, like, seven. But, like, that's just an insane stat. So, I think for Colorado, you just flat-out stack Colorado 1 or Colorado 2. I prefer Colorado 1. The ownership's fine. Like, it's in double digits. But it's not extreme. You know what I mean? Like, Miko Rantanen is is mispriced. Like, let's just be real. 6600 for Miko Rantanen is a misprice. If it was Mitch Marner, we'd just be like, <laughs> he's priced where he should be. But Miko Rantanen, wildly underpriced. Um, so, yeah, I'm in on Colorado 1. You want to go to Colorado 2? I think that's fine. Um, on the Islander side, I, I don't know if I'm going to get to anything here. Um Pajot Palmieri line is so high, man. Yeah. Like maybe, like Pajot at twenty seven hundred, Palmieri twenty nine hundred. I don't mind them as a filler. Like they're gonna give up a ton of chances, but they're also gonna create a bunch. And if you're looking to power play stack the Tampa Lightning or some or the Oilers, doing something like JG Pajot Palmieri, JG Pajot Parisi for like five and change will let you do that comfortably. If you want to go up to that top line, do with Anders Lee and Beauvillier for 6,700, that's fine. I just, you know, they're going to get McKinnon, Rent, and Burakovsky. And that's just not great five on five. Granted, the Colorado second line has been pretty good too. But, you know, that line, the Islander second line has just been really good at creating and they're just super cheap. And I think that's why I would include them as fillers in MMA. Yeah. The Islanders, um, They've been a lot better uh, in the second half of the season. I know like Pacho and Palmieri have been high event, but a lot of that was earlier in the season when they had that absolute circus road trip <laughs> to start the year and then had the COVID shut down. Like they had a 13 game road trip to start the season and then got shut down by COVID. Like that was the first two months of their year. So like, That's crazy. yeah. So I, you know, they started to turn things back around. I agree with you. You know, they have gotten a little bit better, but um there's just nothing I want to play from the Islanders side. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, without Matt, Bar- Matt Barzal, I think, does way more heavy lifting offensively than he gets credit for on this team. He is by far their best offensive player, and it's not even close. That's not- yeah. So, uh, like, if you want to get some high event, possibly high event, Islanders two in there, I think that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to stick on the Colorado side. I just don't, like, I'm sorry for anybody that plays over on FanDuel. You just can't play Colorado. I think it's 29,000 for the top line and 24 and change. 24 and change for the second line. Like, I don't know how you play that. Um, thankfully, Natushkin and Landeskog have been very good together this year in their sample. Uh, 65% of the shot share, uh, 69% of the scoring chances in 70 minutes together. Um, you know, I think that that can run through uh, uh, that Islander second line of Paul Mary, Pajot, uh, and Parise. So, I kind of like dipping down. Like you said, this is a five-on-five matchup for Colorado. It's not a power play matchup for them. So I think it might dip down to the second line uh, on DraftKings, at least, for Colorado. I don't know what people are going to do on FanDuel. Like, good luck with that. Uh, On the blue line, like Ryan Pollock, I know he can block a lot of shots, but blocking a lot of shots, even for 4K, like, that feels like a lot. I think I might almost play – I'd rather play uh, min-price Andy Green, to be quite honest. Um, if I'm all I'm looking for is block shots from the Islanders on the Colorado side, Devin Taze really cheap for Colorado on DraftKings. Like him, anybody else? Yep. Taze, I think I go to Pelic or Mayfield on the Islanders. Um, 
They're under 3K. Mayfield shoots the puck. 2,900, I think it's fine. Yeah, uh, just want to give a quick shout-out to Yahoo Fantasy for being such a good sponsor to us this year. Uh, if you're a first-time Yahoo player, uh, you can claim some free money uh, just down below for first-time Yahoo users only. Uh, the Osmo Hall of Fame is what Josh joined over the weekend, and it's where we like to celebrate all of our subscribers' <laughs> success. If you want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, you download the avatar from osmo.com slash avatar. You tweet those wins to the Osmo Hoff account, and you do all that, you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, another five-figure takedown for uh, T.O. Deck over on FanDuel playing some NBA. Uh, I believe that was a split of first. Congrats to you. Uh, Terry Dez, 169, taking down second in the NBA, uh, 60K as well. Uh, Nadu uh, taking down uh, second place for $250 uh, playing uh, NBA as well. Uh, you see <clears throat> NBA 10K single entry thousand dollars off twenty seven dollars only and finally ricardo uh taking down uh third place uh in nba again for twenty five hundred dollars real good job by the nba guys so send those wins into the osmo hoff account uh coming up after us with the no house advantage nba show uh 30 minutes after we're done and then the locks before lock nba prop show at 4 30 eastern followed by our nba double dose of the deeper dive and live before lock all right, we got two games to get through real quick, Josh. Let's get through San Jose with a 2.4 implied gold total going into Vegas. The Golden Knights have a uh, 3.6 implied gold total. I know Max Pacioretty is out. They're going to send out Vegas 2 against San Jose 1 here. The San Jose second line has been awful. Or expected goals against. Logan Couture is at like 3.4 expected goals against over the last six weeks. Just abysmal and you know that coincides with that injury to eric carlson quite honestly i like the vegas top line here tonight it's just a matter of how i'm going to stack it what do you think about this game josh yeah so first of all jake just messaged us and said vegas two ran through colorado one the other night on sunday night listen if you spend saturday night in vegas as the road team and you don't enjoy the festivities and are a little bit dehydrated we'll say for the Sunday night game that's fine but um listen I, I still think Vegas 2 is a good play here they're they're under 13k Hurdle Meyer have very good numbers together not as great as they were six weeks ago still okay Shark's still bad defensively so if you want to go to Vegas 2 that's fine but like Couture Gregor Dingle in their small sample giving up over four expected goals against for 60 like yeah like Jack Eichel with Evgeny Dadnoff and Chandler Stevenson on his wings don't exactly inspire like yay but like that's just that's just so bad and they're fully correlated on the power play i don't know i think you can i don't think you have to full stack here i think you can leave off dadenoff or lead off stevenson and just pair like eichel stevenson with theodore or eichel dadenoff with theodore or just two man them as long as you include eichel, like you can just go eichel theodore really yeah. If you want. So, I mean, like, I think you, you include one of the guys just because they're mid threes on DraftKings and they're on the top power play with him, along with a very good five on five matchup. So I think you can full stack him. I think you can two man him. You can three man power play. You can form it. You do you. So Vegas one for me. Don't mind Hurdle Meyer. Um, like Carlson, Marcio Smith, 
good line, not great defensively. So, but 2.2 total on the road, probably look elsewhere for the, for how pricey they are. Yeah. Just real quick. San Jose won 44% scoring chance share in the month of February. Eric Carlson being injured has really hurt that team. Nothing for me uh, from San Jose. As I mentioned, like Vegas too, perfectly fine to use them. Anybody wants to use them, go right ahead. I just think I'll be going to Vegas one, uh, perfectly correlated top line with Jack Eichel. All right, uh, final game, uh, Boston, 3.2 implied goal total going into Anaheim. The Ducks have a 2.4 implied goal total. Boston played last night, as mentioned earlier, put a beat down on the Kings, 7 nothing. Um Anaheim typically doesn't have a very good uh, penalty kill. Uh, Boston usually sometimes has a good power play. Um, the top line didn't play a ton of minutes last night because it was a beat down. Uh, what do you think here, Josh? Yeah, I don't know. Like Boston's one of those teams back to back on the road that I tend to avoid more than the other ones. Like I'd much rather play New Jersey back to back on the road because they're a young team. And, you know, Bergeron seems like he's been playing hurt for 12 years now. So like these back to back games kind of like hamper him more than most. I don't know if I'd full stack anything. If I, if I did, it would probably be that second line. Um, not super thrilled about that second line though. You can one off to brusque, something like that. He's, he got cheaper after his hat trick. Good job. DraftKings. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you for your service. Um, I don't know. I probably go to Boston too. Maybe a little DeBrusque. on the duck side. Nothing super exciting there. We'll have to see lines. But again, like Boston one, here's the reason to play Boston one. They're going to send out Steele, Lundstrom, Silverberg against them. They're like a 35% line. Like regardless if Bergeron is a road cone tonight, they're still going to score. Yeah, exactly. Probably out, out on the Ducks unless we see some good lines together. Yeah, I um, not a good matchup for Anaheim. They are going to send out uh, the, sec- the second and third lines against that Boston top line. And – yeah, it is a back-to-back on the road for them, but they didn't play a ton last night, and it is still just a great, great matchup. Just watch the ownership for them on DraftKings. Like, I'm not sold on playing Boston uh, one yet tonight. I think it might be more of a power play stack because I think I want to get David Pasternak in against that awful Anaheim penalty kill. That's kind of my thought on that game. All right, Josh, we got to get out of here. Um, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. My hat trick pick for tonight, I'm going to go a little bit funky and say Kevin Fiala. My goalies are Elias Sorokin, Elvis Merzlikens, Connor Hellebuck. Who you got? A goalie, there's a lot of options here. Um, Sorokin, yeah, if, if if you're fading Colorado here, Sorokin at 6,900 is interesting. Hellebuck, if you're paying up, makes some sense. I think Markstrom's fine. Talbot's fine in GPPs if you're for correlating. Nedeljkovic is an interesting play as well. You know, Carolina is always a high shot line team. I like Merzlikens as well. My hat trick pick is going to be Jack Eichel. Ooh, I love it. I was actually considering that too. Uh, so we're kind of both on Vegas one here. Uh, Jack Eichel, Kevin Fiala, your hat trick picks. We're getting out of here. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for another show. Until then, for producer Tyler, for our single entry assassin, Mr. Jo- Mr. Joshua Harris, I'm saying good luck tonight, everybody. And we'll see you tomorrow. Flow sheet season. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.